You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, this is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Mark, Randy, Evan, Giddings, feel free to download, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Um, well, let, let's maybe talk about one of the reasons why he didn't choose to go for it immediately. He chose to run 20 seconds off the clock. Maybe it was the fact that uh, his quarterback did not perform as well as we've seen, and there's been such a high bar set by Brock Purdy throughout this year. But 19 of 29, 214. No scores, most importantly today, Mark, no turnovers yet again for Brock Purdy. What did you make of his performance? And now being the third rookie quarterback to have won two playoff games in his first postseason trip, the others being Mark Sanchez in 2009 with the Jets and Joe Flacco in 2008 with the Ravens. Just an elite group that he joined right there. Wow, great things. Literally, great things in store. Quite elite. <laughs> great things in store for Brock Purdy. There, there's one the, Super Bowl in that group. Yeah, there's 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 one Super Bowl. Um, I don't know, Brock Purdy, it it was a little uneven at times, but I give him the benefit of the doubt because for much of that first half, he was being harassed endlessly. Uh, sacked a couple of times uh, in this game. Uh, maybe took a little bit too long to get some balls out. It, it, I don't know. Watching, you know, at home on my television, a little more difficult. You probably have a better sense of this than I do. Normally, when the Niners, you know, go into their play action, there are openings down the field. They would run their play action fakes in the first half. Evan Purdy would be looking, didn't see anyone, and and ultimately would try to dance around, take a sack, throw it away, run, try to get a yard or two. It seemed to me like he was a little hesitant to take chances, which you can understand in a game like this. Uh, a turnover here or there can be the difference in this game. Just seemed to me he was a little hesitant or unsure of himself, but I'm not going to blame him for that, Evan. I think this is a case of the the Cowboys' defensive line uh, really dominating the Niners' O-line for that first half, and they're coverage better I think than I was expecting it was going to be down the field they stayed with Brandon Ayuk I know I predicted a big Brandon Ayuk game he only had two catches so that's well if you cut that first deep one or at least in that jump ball that might have been a little bit different maybe but uh, that's a a major L for me Um, I think I would more so credit the Cowboys defense as opposed to come down Purdy's road ultimately the numbers aren't too bad I think uh, he, he had a better second half. He hit some chunk plays. The the bobble catch to Kittle was a big one. That really turned the game. That was a huge moment. But the first half was a little difficult for Purdy and the offense and specifically the passing game. But I think most of the credit, Evan, goes to the Cowboys defense. Dan Quinn certainly knows how to scheme them up. They were ready, and that defensive line was was dominant for much of this game and, and made things really, really difficult for the quarterback. 
Yeah, it, it looked like Dallas's defense was familiar with what Kyle Shanahan wanted to do, which would make sense. Stan Quinn was the head coach in Atlanta when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. They know what each other wants to do. And of course, having faced each other last year in the postseason, it was kind of a game of, of cat and mouse. I think with Brock Purdy to me, and again, how I, I kind of view Brock Purdy and his success is based on how well the 49ers run the football. And as we discussed in the first half, they didn't do it. They had 27 yards on the ground. I know they ended up with you know, about 119. It was about three and a half a pop, 30-plus carries on the day. So in the second half, they got back to basics. And even though Brock Purdy wasn't explosive through the year, he made the plays, again, when Kyle Shanahan demanded him to, whether it be on third downs, whether it be not making the big mistake. And quite frankly, the way that Brock Purdy and the 49ers won this football game was by Brock Purdy not playing like Dak Prescott, which was the ultimate peak and valley performance that I have seen from a quarterback from the first game last Monday against Tampa Bay to this game here against San Francisco. Dak Prescott was the reason why the Cowboys lost this football game tonight because he made too many turnover-worthy plays. I know that Brock Purdy may have made one you know, or two close ones here and there, but for the most part, did a really good job of taking care of the football, not taking sacks. I know he was sacked twice, but that's more because of what Dallas was doing, like you mentioned. So Brock Purdy didn't make the big mistake And in a game that's only a score difference and a game that could have gone either way, depending on how Dallas either took advantage of the first half or how the 49ers capitalized on the turnovers in the first half. To me, it was it was a fine football game for Brock Purdy. And that's what you need of your quarterback for a rookie in this situation to play the way that he did. He wasn't amazing, but again, they don't need him to be when that number one defense plays up to the level that it did today against, again, an offense that scores about 27 and a half. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it's time to panic or, you know, like you said, come down his road. Um, but it is something to, to pay attention to because I do think we saw maybe some limitations against, again, the, the best defense that he's faced thus far uh, that we haven't seen in the past. Yeah, and I, I think a performance like this, despite the fact that, you know, it's very plain to see not his best game, not this offense's best game. I even think something like this, when you still come out with a win against a really quality opponent, that's something that can give you confidence moving forward. You start realizing, hey, I, you know, I don't need to be elite. I don't need to be incredible every time out for our team to have a chance to win. I think that can calm you down and lead you to success down the road. But you're spot on when you're talking about the mistakes. Uh, He made, there was one throw that should have been intercepted. It was tipped at the line. Yeah, and then Diggs dropped it. Diggs went right through his hands. That that was as easy of an interception as as he'll have in a long time. Luckily for the 49ers, he dropped it. And it was was in the red zone. It was. That was one that got away for Brock Purdy, tipped at the line. It's not like it was an incredibly wayward throw that that resulted in that, but he he needs to get it up and over those D linemen a little bit better for him to be able to connect with his target. Uh, But Brock, or pardon me, but Dak Prescott, you mentioned he was the more mistake-prone quarterback. He also threw a red zone interception. Diamador Lenore had an interception as well in the first half that set up a Niners score that was just a field goal, but not a touchdown, but, but still an important play there. The Cowboys, uh, you know, not even just Dak Prescott, but the team as a whole had a gigantic mistake late in the third quarter. It was 
that Christian McCaffrey touchdown drive that spanned 10 plays that also included the George Kittle bobbling catch uh, that set up the team down on the positive side of the field. There was a third and nine, Evan, about a minute left in the third quarter. And Brock Purdy was sacked, uh, but there was a defensive hold on George Kittle as he was running his route before Brock Purdy was sacked. And Brock Purdy admitted in the postgame saying, I was looking for Kittle on that play. So maybe if there wasn't a defensive holding there, maybe he does complete a pass to Kittle. What's the first down, maybe a touchdown, who knows? Uh, But in a vacuum, that third and nine defensive holding, automatic first down, wipes off a sack. That was one of the bigger plays of the game. So you're right. Purdy did not make as many mistakes as Dak Prescott, Evan. That's a big reason why the 49ers won. But also the Niners as a team made fewer mistakes than Dallas as a team. The one big mistake that jumps out for the 49ers was Ray Ray McLeod's fumble on a punt return that turned into three points by the Cowboys. Other than that, no other back-breaking mistakes for the 49ers in this game on either side of the ball on, on any three sides of the ball, you know, offense, defense, or special teams. But the Cowboys, I can count three. The two interceptions from Dak Prescott and that defensive holding that extended the drive and turned it into seven points. The Niners just won, and, and that's a big reason they won the game. Also, credit to Ray Ray McLeod. I know that uh, a lot of those sort of – well, that that specific play in which he fumbled, it wasn't on the kick, but it wasn't a muff. It wasn't a muff, but on the return, and of course, uh, eleven years to the day, Kyle Williams here at Lee. Well, not as uh, at Candlestick. It was the don't bring up those that. memories. So there was a lot of that, I think, going around the stadium. There's a lot of groans and oohs and ohs, and here we go again. But credit to Raymond McLeod, his next return busted for fifty three yards and gets close to maybe housing one. So he bounced back. Ray Ray was resilient, as were the 49ers, and win 19 to 12. They move on to the NFC title game. So, do you want to give some credit to to Ray Ray McLeod? I noted he was kind of beating himself up after the game. Well, there's kind of been this, I don't know how to exactly describe it, funny talking point all season long. Ray Ray McLeod got in the habit of fumbling last year when he was a member of the Steelers. Yeah. I think what, like six fumbles? Something a, a big number, a lot too of many. fumbles last year. Too, too many. Too many. Uh, way too many fumbles for Ray Ray McLeod. So, you know, the thought of Niner fans, and you've seen it a lot even from from media members covering the team on Twitter all year long was, oh, it's only a matter of time before Ray Ray, you know, fumbles. Like, it's going to happen at some point. And it hadn't happened the entire regular season. Didn't happen in the wild card round. It happens here in the division round, but the Niners are able to overcome it. But, I mean, you're right. It's the first time... uh, He's, he's put the ball on the ground all season long. Uh, really, it's, it's the first negative play I, I can remember him making all year. He's not a, a regular offensive player, Evan. He is the team's punt returner and kick returner. Uh, that, that's where he gets most of his regular action. But he gets in the game offensively every so often. When Debo Samuel was out, he was more of a regular uh, wide receiver, made a handful of, of nice catches this season, had that that touchdown run earlier in the year. I think that was against Washington towards the end of the season. Uh, So he's had a lot of really good moments. And and this was the first time that I can remember off the top of my head, he had a a negative moment. So you're right. We got to give Ray Ray his credit. He's had a good season. Well, and also too, I mean, his team picked him up and and that's another big characteristic of this group is being able to overcome those kind of mistakes. And, you know, who knows if, if those type of, 
issues might hurt them in the future, perhaps next week against Philly or hopefully even further on in the Super Bowl if they should make it as far. Um, but yeah, I know Kyle Shanahan mentioned that being a moment in which you can sort of grab the momentum back because obviously Dallas gets the ball in plus territory right inside the red zone. And we're talking about, again, a team that converts over 70% of the red zone trips into touchdowns. They only did that once today, and that was a big opportunity for San Francisco to stand tall defensively, and they did it. So they were up to the task and were able to help Ray Ray McLeod, who then bounces back and helps the 49ers along to a victory. So, you know, that was a, a galvanizing moment for the group as well.